This is just on Jaunty Jams. Hey, epic humans. On this episode, we have the one and only Sergey Braznikov. He's an award-winning personal trainer and wellness educator specializing in human movement, and he practices what he preaches. So please enjoy this conversation, and we'll see you soon. Let's go. <laughs> Good to see you, man. Yeah, yeah. Absolute pleasure, bro. So, this is Just On with Jonty, yep. and I'm just really fucking excited to be here. Thanks, yep. first of all, for welcoming me to your beautiful space. No worries um, at all. Deactive. Yeah. We'll shout out to Verb, the seats that we're sitting on. Yeah. Um, so, first of all, I just want you to tell me who are you and a bit about yourself. Yeah. Good. All right. Good introduction. Um, so, my name is Serge. Um, I think we briefly met in yeah. New Zealand. Um, and yeah, I've just been um, into movement side of things for the past. 10 plus years and just experiencing whatever my body is you know capable of and just going on a quest of you know movement journey movement culture and yeah learning about my body as much as i can yeah it's in brief yeah yeah very very brief (laughs) yeah Uh, Yeah. i will share a bit of my insight about you so we met at les mills yeah i don't know would have been probably 2015 or so when i was in my banking phase i would rush off to the gym at lunchtime, get my workout in or get a yoga session in mm. and sprint back to the office, have a shower, eat my food yeah. at desk and just be like done and dusted. Great way to, to get your workouts done and your lunch a lot, break. A lot of corporate. Yeah, yeah the yeah. corporate lifestyle. Yeah. I managed to get an hour and a half, I managed to just like push for an hour and a half lunch break so I could get a good workout in, yeah. uh, which is really cool. So anyway, fast forward and I bumped into you mm. at uh, EMF. Fitness. Yeah, 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 it was and yeah, out I, was of the like, blue. I was like, yo, man, <laughs> yeah. how you doing, bro? And you'd just moved over here to mm. the Gold Coast. Yeah, you had just started a job at EMF. You started as a yeah. trainer, right? Yeah, just a yeah. trainer. Yeah, just to get my foot in the in the door in yeah. Gold Coast. In yeah. the door, yeah. yeah. And then how was yeah. that? How was that first experience? Um, definitely wasn't for me. Yeah, uh, <laughs> what the big what, gym? Yeah, yeah, it wasn't my environment. Um, yeah. but yeah, it was a good experience mm. just to get. To know people and and meet people and yeah yeah get into the into, into the gold coast fitness industry and yeah yeah, yeah. And, and kick yeah. it off yeah, kick it i off. mean it's yeah. a great gym right probably yeah. like one of the best in terms of facilities and yeah. the access that you have to everything um but yeah i think what you have here is like very specialized mm. you've got your own space so you then left that job and you've started here. So what are you doing here? Yeah, so I'm, yeah, we're managing um, like a small boutique studio, I guess. And we're training um, kids from ages from 10 to 18. Yeah. And we just prepare them for, you know, dancing. So working on strength and conditioning, uh, mobility, um, body weight sort of stuff. Yeah. um, Just so they don't get injured over there. Yeah. yeah, because a lot of the dancing has changed over the years, so a lot of the people are now looking into the holistic sort of things. Yeah. Um, and then dancers obviously use a lot of knees, so there's a lot of knee injuries. Yeah, you want to do a lot of stability and strengthening work yeah, for the knees. Yeah, correct. And so, yeah, a lot of the community from the Dynamite Studios come in and they do work with me. And yeah. um, 
and just yeah prepare their joints and work um, and we've seen a lot of the junior kids come through so which is quite nice and it's been quite a blessing teaching yeah. the younger kids trying to move you know hand balancing knee preparation mobility all of that sort of stuff so yeah. it's been quite nice beautiful yeah. and that yeah. you know by the, the look of what you put up on your social media all these incredible videos of you doing crazy handstands different planches different forms of all sorts of different holds that really ties in with the, the stuff that you're teaching the kids yeah. as well yeah and it gives you an opportunity to spend a lot of time in the gym and just developing yeah. your skills yeah exactly it's kind of like you know leaders lead yeah. you're not going to trust a skinny baker as they say yeah yeah <laughs> yeah of course um, but yeah you just gotta show that you're more than capable of doing the same thing that you give to the kids that you yeah. you know you don't just walk um, you don't just talk the talk you walk the walk basically yeah 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 i love that bro yeah so i've seen and witnessed you over the past couple of years make some crazy um transformations in regards to your physical capabilities can you mm. tell us a little bit more about that and about what you've started practicing and the advancements that you've made over the last year in terms of different things you can do with your body yeah um i was training bodybuilding as everybody else go through yeah. that phase um in 2011 i've hit rock bottom so i've just been going to the gym and um, lifting weights so and then um fast fast down the track basically tore my rotator cuff in my shoulder didn't know what i was doing so and then that kind of pulled me back for like a year yeah. didn't know how to rehab it and then i stumbled across uh one of the trainers at my gym um andres vesga and he was a combat body combat instructor at les yeah. mills and he was doing one arm handstand in the yeah. crossfit um section that we had at the <laughs> yeah, time yeah. so i was like oh my god this <laughs> is this is so cool you know yeah. like this is this is the strength and capability that i want to get to you know mm. kind of caught my eye and then I think it was when I was 14, I was already trying to do handstands without realizing yeah. and training my core and um, yeah. So that was quite nice to just stumble across someone that um, was doing that sort of stuff. And then, yeah, I met my first coach, Miguel. Uh, he's the hand balancing coach. He was living in Auckland at the time and he self-taught himself how to do hand balancing. So he's now traveling the world teaching yeah. hand balancing. Yeah. Um, then I got into coaching with uh, Mark Holyoke, who was a Olympic um, gymnastics team for New Zealand, and um, he was getting into Commonwealth. And I think he got um, the most amount of pommel horses rotations in the world right. at that time. What? Standing on yeah. it and then yeah, spinning and then your body around yeah. it. Yeah. Wow! So he's been a really good um, coach at that time for me, and. Then I found through Andreas Veska, body combat instructor, I found Ido Portal, who was yeah. um, holding a movement camp in Thailand. So I went to Thailand and did the movement camp there. And so that Ido was. Ido Portal? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And he's the movement coach. And yeah. Gave a lot of perspective on how your body how is to meant to move. There's yeah. different practices and how we don't want to just get stuck in one thing. It's all about um, exploring not becoming a specialist but becoming a generalist yeah. and becoming good at everything yeah. because there's so many movement practices out there and, mm. and then it gives you a broader understanding of how the body works and you're constantly a student not yeah. becoming a master of something and then that's it that's yes where you stagnate so 
constantly learning, constantly absorbing, and I'm still learning yeah. as I go. So, yeah. um, but hand balancing is something that I enjoy doing. So, yeah. just been doing body weight stuff and constantly evolving in that practice. Yeah, constantly pushing the boundaries of what's possible. And, yeah, cool. yeah, yeah. What is something that you thought wasn't possible, but now you've you've achieved? Well, just even simple um, hand balancing in yeah. the good shapes. It's yeah. it's almost like you start with nothing and you don't even know if you're more than capable of doing it. Yeah. You know, and <laughs> yeah. just being able to hold him and handstand yeah, on both hands. Yeah. yeah, just being comfortable with it, with no issues, kicking up with no faults. You yeah. know, you get to that flawless state where you're just like holding yeah, hand balancing on. position without yeah. realizing, oh, it's like I'm standing like yeah. on my, my feet. Like there's actually no, you get to the point where you're not, you're not feeling like you're putting any effort into it. You're actually just yeah. doing it. Yeah, yeah. It, it's like second nature, you know, yeah. it's kind of like learning how to drive yeah. um, for the first yeah, the, time. It's like, ah, like it's yeah. a fuck, it's You don't a know struggle. what you're doing. Yeah. Yeah. But now you, you, you don't even think about fingers. You don't even think about... Because it's all just what's an, an unconscious competence. Yeah. 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 You've just transgressed yeah. to that phase where you're yeah. just like so on. Yeah. It's incredible, bro. Um, but it's it's just shoulder strength. At the end of the day, it's shoulder strength, and then being able to hold your own body. Core as well. Yeah. Core like, is secondary, but yeah, but shoulders. Shoulders, yeah. yeah. Shoulders and, and forearms. Yeah. 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 Cool. So literally working on. I mean, if you could tell us in thirty seconds the fastest way to get to a to be able to hold a good handstand, what would that be? Any quick steps? Uh, work on basics. Work so, on basics. Um, use the wall work on things like dish holds hollow yeah. holds arch yeah. holds for the core yeah um we call them a boat in russia yeah uh, so you'd like that holding way. that hollow position yeah. So yeah focusing on ribs yeah um tucked in yeah because you want to ingrain that straightness the straight spine yeah, yeah. And just do basic stuff straight arm strength yeah so like high planks um, ply box assisted knees on yeah. the ply box and just holding upside down then use a wall and then progress from there yeah so it's not um, just trying handstand after handstand it's yeah building it methodical from all the, building yeah. it from all the different yeah. angles yeah core yeah. shoulder strength and then using the yeah. wall at the same time yeah and work on your mobility because if you can move in different ways and you're much more open then you can hold more effort effortlessly because then you can build strength from there yeah yeah cool. um yeah cool so what i'm taking from everything that you've experienced and all the coaches that you've worked with is the concept of creating a, a highly functional body mm. is that something that you like for the rest of your life you want to work on just becoming as functional as you possibly can be in all in most areas of life yeah i guess what is functional <laughs> yeah i mean fun, a, a functional to me is and um, when i relate to a functional body it means a body that is like capable to basically do anything mm. you know yeah. you can climb up something you can yeah. climb down something you can shuffle you can get down low you can mm. stretch from side to side you can pick stuff up and you, you feel yeah. confident in your body and yeah. in multiple different ways yeah. yeah yeah that's one way of looking at it um yeah functional has changed for me over the years like what a different you, word yeah, yeah. different meanings for yeah because Handstands is not functional, really. Yeah. Like if you think about it, like, <laughs> yeah, you're not you're not really, really serve much yeah, of a function. No, yeah, you're just holding true. it, and it's like a lot of pressure on the wrists. So, yeah. just understanding what you actually it gives um, you more functional yeah. capacity, though, right? Yeah, yeah. It means yeah. that you are able to function in an array of different environments. Yeah. One being upside yeah, down. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, and it's one of the things is like um, if you can 
simply hold a handstand on the ground then you'll be able to do anything else outside of that so yeah some something like crawling or finding different positions of how you touch the ground and move through the ground yeah. with locomotion and all of that sort of stuff it's like we don't do that anymore mm. as adults so being able to touch the ground and move through different ways and yeah um but also just functional means for me is like not being able in, to be in pain where you're can't even climb a mountain mm. like let's say you go for a walk and you get out of breath and it's like for me it's not um that's not functional because if you look into like let's say tomorrow we go to the most um um as we look how we advance the civilization so if we go back to collecting all our food and growing everything and yeah. hunting or whatever that we have to do is like are you capable of doing that mm. can you go and and walk for 20 miles <laughs> yeah. without getting tired so can you carry water can you yeah. can you do that sort of stuff carry so, a big bit of yeah. mammoth meat that you've just slayed <laughs> yeah, well, yeah yeah whatever that has to be <laughs> yeah. you know for you um and i think like even going for like walks you know a lot of the people would find that challenging like going up and down um and finding it hard to be centered and mm. not actually actually enjoying the walk without realizing like oh my knees or yeah. something or like that back, you know or yeah exhausting yeah. going up the stairs yeah so for me it's that but then there's something spiritual about the movement itself so um we are if you think about it clearly we are always moving so if you look at everything right. in the micro scale we are constantly yeah. moving right everything vibration in a, in a constant state your of brain's moving your eyes are moving your lungs are expanding yeah. we are movers we are movers as Edo portal says we're movers first yeah. then we're specialists you know after that after yeah. that because we are movers then we're human then we're specialists so mm. and everything starts from movement like your first breath yeah. you know when you get out of the womb and that's your first breath Boom. you know you're like on. Yeah, yeah you're on and <laughs> even when you sleep you're still you've got the rim like the the yeah. eye movements and everything Things are happening processes yeah. are going on yeah. in your body and we stop we die and that's when the movement stops yeah. right so so for me it's it's much more broader understanding of like this is spiritual also like you, if you can connect to your body and then body the presence and sometimes you look into how i used to train like you know like <laughs> just no Squats, presence deadlifts yeah. bench press yeah which is nothing Drums. wrong with yeah. all of the these movements cool. it's very one-dimensional though, yeah isn't it yeah. yeah yeah and just trying to understand that you always have to evolve like you're not going to be able to lift 120 kilos when you're like you know 90 95 yeah so course. just constantly evolving How understanding evolve that um cool. yeah yeah I, I really like that concept and would like to touch more on that how do you see in your lifetime your movement capacity evolving like let's say you know you're doing handstands and you can hold you know however long you can hold a minute or longer and do all these crazy poses at what point in your life do you go okay well I've, i'm past that stage and then what's the next progression in terms mm. of like let's throw your life out to say you're going to get to 100 years old mm. what would you want to be able to do at 100 
or what do you think you you could be able to do at 100 if you carry yeah. on well i still want to be able to do handstands when i'm a uh, 90 yes, you know so. i would still want to do it i've seen oh, videos yes. of people doing that <laughs> <laughs> so i'll hold you um, to that yeah. i'm going to be skiing and surfing when yeah. i'm 100 yeah. so yeah. <laughs> yeah so being able to do that without thinking that you're frail or you yeah. know because i've seen amazing videos of um like grandfather Highly riding functional. a skateboard you know yeah. like on a street so sure. just being able to have that young soul you know constantly and be able to do all that sort of stuff yeah. when you're, even when you're 80 yeah, yeah. cool um, <laughs> but involvement much might mean you have to pull back a little bit but you don't you don't have that realization that you have to constantly chase something because even if i'm chasing something like right now mm like one arm handstand is my one of my goals yeah it's not like let's say i meet that tomorrow and yeah. i achieve that goal yeah then what <laughs> then what yeah what's yeah. after that because one finger handstand <laughs> yeah because like then what like where's your because constantly chasing the goal mm. it's like it's not about the goal itself it's about the the journey the process and mm. and that connection with yourself um because yeah. then yeah once you achieve that like your fulfillment is there your happiness is there and then then it becomes then like a second nature do. right yeah. so then you can hold it yeah and then you keep just practicing yeah yeah, yeah this... it's like with everything because when you achieve it you, you become more used to it and it's like oh it's no longer exciting because it's like well before it was double-handed yeah. right and now i'm holding it so it's not yeah, yeah. something that i uh -huh. oh i'm doing it you know yeah. it's not <laughs> so it's yeah it's constantly evolving like that and just not have the attachment to, to the particular thing thing yeah, yeah yeah which i sometimes struggle with because i'm like oh, i really <laughs> want to do that <laughs> but you have to detach yourself from the outcome sometimes because like some people like some people are born without legs right mm. so they can't squat so you, they typically can't do that, can't do that. so yeah. but really being grateful for having these limbs and then also utilizing everything like the spine the breath the um even like been practicing hyperventilation during the whole session yeah it's so been really really like intense breathing yeah, yeah. like that's been crazy amazing cool. yeah. um, <laughs> um, yeah. yeah constantly just trying different adding things. different yeah. things and yeah different layers into the session yeah yeah mm. cool it's yeah. really epic so what i would like to ask you on top of that is what have you created so far or thus far in your life and what are you working on creating moving forward yeah as in creating as in as anything in, in anything yeah like what's a creation that you're really proud of in your life and then what's a creation that you're bringing about to to gift to the world at mm. the moment yeah in terms of an offer a service like something that you do mm. yeah i've been like learning from different coaches over the years and just absorbing all that knowledge um and passing that to the people because again it's like i've been in that stage where i've been learning so i've been creating you know online sort of stuff so teaching people from different countries um and creating my own practice so that i can relate to when people like oh i've got this niggle or i've got this so really pushing to the point where i know how the body functions yeah because um 
let's say uh, someone comes to you to fix your engine you have no idea about the, the engine yeah. right so you, you have to really give your car to someone so it's it's the same application with the body someone really gives you that uh, okay well fix me yeah right sure. but you don't really know like the whole well, story yeah because yeah. there's just so many things that can tie in into that because um, some people say well i've got pain here but you don't really know what actually happened you know so you have to dig deeper and so that's my creation is to be able to understand what the body is doing um, because from, the, from a movement perspective from the whole body from the perspective. whole body okay. but again movement is one aspect yeah. um, of that so for example someone comes to me with knee pain i look at their um, whole lifestyle yeah right so and then movement is is key to healing right because the more you move the more as as i say motion is lotion the yeah. more you send the blood flow into the joint because then you're, you're, you're healing, you're not stagnating that particular part. Um, a typical advice would be to stop, yeah. but I'll be like, well, you got to keep moving. you yeah. got to keep, <laughs> even generally, so let's say you have a torn rotator cuff, which is what I did yeah. in the past. And so I'm like, okay, I just do small circles. Yeah. And begin with gentle, small movement yeah. and work and then your expand way from there. Expand. Yeah. Because... Yeah. They did a research where they put um, people into casts and elevate their arm yeah. and compare that when to the... broken their arms? Yeah. Or, yeah. And then put carbon fiber um, cast and then allow people to move it. And mm. people who were moving it healed twice as fast compared mm. to the people that um, <laughs> yeah. were elevating it. So, <laughs> yeah. And there's something about that. So, and yeah, Because they're moving it, yeah. blood's moving up and down yeah. the arm more often rather than just yeah. staying still. Yeah, mm. exactly. Um so that's my creation, um, and cool. And this how, is, yeah. And how does that is that an online platform, or yeah. is that also one-on-one work that you do in person? Yeah, one-on-one um, online, and I can just send out general information as well. So a lot of people will come to me, like you know, how do I do this and so i send them the information as well yeah. just depends what you need depends really what you need yeah so yeah. you go through a bit of a diagnosis figure yeah. out where they're at and then you go okay yeah. boom based on this this and this you know i recommend exactly doing yeah this. Um, workshops all of that sort of stuff recently i've ran a workshop how to improve your performance for all the kids yeah uh, whether they get you know stuck in into that that's yeah. up to them but again it's passing that knowledge to how do you improve as a performer, as a dancer? Because that's what I craved when I was growing up. Yeah. I didn't know what I was doing because yeah. um, there was no YouTube. There was no yeah. There was no social media. To, to there was no coaches to, to give me the guidance that I needed. You know, all the injuries they used to get. Yeah. All that sort of stuff. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Cool. Yeah. So learning, trialing it out, practicing, developing your own skills, and then packaging packaging that up and giving that back to people. Yeah. And exactly. the kids that you train here and then all your clients. That's yeah. cool, man. That's yeah. really exciting. Are you gaining traction with your online stuff? Yep. Yeah. Yeah. I try not to have too many because I manage this space. Yeah, because you've got this work as one well. One-on-one and then online because, again, you want to be able to balance everything out. Yeah. It's all about the balance for me because I can just get clients on board and, and non-stop you know i help you or help this but then i get burnt yeah, out yeah but then you yeah. can't you don't have time for yourself yeah you don't yeah. end up training yourself and so you have to really not get too 
caught up in it, like, yeah, thinking about go, the go, numbers. Go. Yeah, 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 exactly. It's cool, man. I'm really um, excited that you've created the system and it start, it's growing and it's, it's increasing. Yeah. yeah. That's yeah. pretty cool. What I'd like to ask you about as well is how would you describe your personal philosophy of, of maintaining or being at your best? Like, mm. how do you master yourself mm. from food to like daily getting outside to nature connection to other practices? Mm. How would you describe your philosophy? Uh, my philosophy is definitely changed over the years and it's now basically uh, working with the nervous system. So yeah. like we talked about now, it's all about the nervous system. Yeah. Um, somewhere I've read recently, if you really want to understand how the world functions, study the symbols. Yeah. So if you look into, um, for example, Freemasonry, have you heard of the Freemasonry? Yeah. Yeah. So a lot of the Freemasonry symbolism is around the body. Yeah. So people don't realize that. And then the body is your temple. So treating your body as your temple. So your... Uh, we'll find some of the temples are designed, if you look from the above, above. As, as designed as a human body. Right. Some of the old pictures are designed as a human body too. Yeah. I think to some extent the Bible actually talks about the human body. Yeah. It's like people don't realize it, but the Bible is about the human body. Yeah, the human experience. It's a human well, experience, right? Yeah. right? So basically treating your body and understanding that there's a spine your spine is a very central part of your human experience because that's where system. the nervous system is. Without the nervous system, you won't be able to function mm. because the nervous system guides your organs and your everything. muscles. Yeah. And that's your power plant, your brain. So yeah. whenever you're training, you're training your brain. Yeah. You're not training your muscles, you're training yeah. your brain. So that's what people need to grasp all the time. Even if you're the like bicep your mind, curls. your limitations are all in your mind. Yeah, the sense. nerve, n nerve. Uh, like let's say the pianist is playing, so a certain part of your brain lights up. Yeah. That's your dexterity in your fingers, but yeah. a certain part of your brain will light up. Firing, yeah. Same as the toes, if you move toes, the yeah. different part of your brain will light up. So yeah. you're training your brain and you're creating neural pathways. Connections constantly. Connection. Yeah. yeah, constantly. So, um and so working with the nervous system, everything that you do will either rob your nervous system or add to the nervous system. Support it, yeah. But then there's also different systems, right? So if you're constantly relaxing, you're going you're, you're gonna to feel stagnant, right? Yeah. If you're constantly sleeping, you're doing, doing yin yoga, yeah. you're too chill, yeah. you're not pushing your body, you're going to feel a little bit out of balance. It's the same thing with pushing your body to the limits but not allowing your body to recover rest. and rest and all yeah. that so it's a constant balance yeah. and that's where the high performance comes in right so you want to be able to control your body in the moment and not get caught up in thinking about the future or getting caught up in stress which is hard to do right yeah. so being in control <laughs> yeah. of your mind constantly <laughs> yeah. so for me my practices are like um, getting up in the morning at the moment I jump in the pool yeah. at my house which is like getting colder and colder so I'm jumping yeah. in the pool <laughs> straight away um, straight away sparking the nervous system up pretty quickly yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. wakes you up really quickly you don't need the, that you know kick of coffee or whatever <laughs> yeah. because again if you think about if you're drinking caffeine right like straight away in the morning it's affecting your nervous system yeah. right so what do you choose to kickstart your day with is how you're going to feel for the rest of the day so if i get up i jump in the pool i get that um 
sympathetic nervous system kick in and then I focus on conscious breathing that's gonna you know allow me to get relaxed without panicking because you're hijacking that amygdala yeah. with conscious breathing yeah while your nervous while system nervous gets a bit, system, yeah. bit sparked yeah. up yeah um and then it just like you know recently i've been for the past year when i was doing quarantining and here in brisbane yeah i was fasting on water for five days and then ever since that day i constantly intermittent fast yeah so whether it's 16 hours whether it's 20 hours a day yeah. and just um allowing the body to rest a lot of space yeah, yeah. so i like right now i haven't eaten anything since last night yeah 7 30 p.m last yeah. meal intake but yeah. just allowing the body to rest yeah and take in the water and allow the organs to rest because if we're constantly you know eating snacking we don't allow the stomach to rest Never right any time for and that's it, where all the repairs. all that energy goes in when you're digesting constantly so um things like that you know focusing on the breath focusing on fasting water you know this smallest of things i've been plant-based for over 10 years yeah. so just really um 99.9 yeah so 99. yeah there's yeah. like an accidental <laughs> egg consumption or something <laughs> yeah. you know the odd little that, thing from here yeah, yeah yeah so it's just been really good to not do what the society wants you to do but actually listening to your body and then adjusting whether you need to um for your lifestyle um whatever that you're leading but it's been really good for like consuming a lot of raw food so if i break my fast i'll consume just raw foods because yeah. it's easy for digestion could you versus, describe a, like a raw food meal that you would break your fast with um today i've got a banana strawberry and coconut smoothie yeah um yesterday was a blueberry banana spinach smoothie yeah so i just trying to you know yeah, consume different variety different things, of, yeah. of things yeah, but so it's generally would be the same thing all the time yeah generally it would be fruits or or smoothie or something yeah. like that because you, you still want to consume that fiber and um and just variety of different foods that will hydrate you give you the nutrients and um and you feel lighter when you consume that you you, you don't feel heavy on the digestion and yeah. um, you kick start that digestion very in a good way yeah. you know you've got the digestive enzymes you've got the food enzymes which i get get gets killed as a result of cooking so you you basically like um, allow your body to digest that very quickly yeah yeah, yeah. cool and then yeah. could you describe another like healthy meal that you would engage with during the day like what would be your second meal or, or your final meal of the night before you go into another intermittent fast um yeah i would normally consume something like a large meal um consisting of you know plant protein whether it's beans um tempeh tofu and just like um looking at the different colors yeah. so like um sweet potato uh, microgreens um avocado yeah, you so know trying to include just, the rainbow yeah the rainbow yeah, yeah um, into that into that structure and and you know i've been trying different things and trying to understand what the body craves sometimes mm. and and really trying to make it minimalistic as possible yeah. because once you go through processing then the, the food is just no longer the same yeah. <laughs> um, yeah so yeah like one day i just had just plain tofu like yeah. not even cooked with uh, soaked almonds and mushrooms yeah and it's all just, just that basic. no salt no yeah. nothing it's just real bland but then 
when you go that blend again it's the simplicity of it and you get to understand the finer textures and and yeah, the taste of it um because i'm still studying nutrition as well yeah like you're as still I, learning yeah, yeah, I'm, yeah i'm studying nutrition through a college in u.s okay so slowly been what's that course to, that you're um, doing it's ne- um, university of natural health okay but the cool. Um, is it the plant-based nutrition no, certification? No, it's, no, it's called University of Natural okay, Health, yeah. and it's um, sports, holistic sports nutrition. Okay, yeah, cool. Yeah. Awesome. So just been focusing on that as well. And, and, and integrating that information and trying new things and testing different things out. Yeah, yeah. I love exactly. this, bro. This has yeah. been my process in many ways from going whole food plant-based in yeah. 2017 and doing that for like a whole year mm. of committed to pretty much like almost raw whole food plant-based oh, cool. yeah. uh, and learned a truckload about mm. food at that time because mm. I was like, well, I've never done this, so I need to learn and mm. I want to figure out the best way to do it. But then from that point, have like have veered off in many different angles and yeah. tried certain things yeah. and then integrated other things back and, and done this and done that. And yeah, I think it's, it's all about just experimenting, right? And getting yeah. to that point where you try new things and you go oh shit that actually kicks or that works that Mm. really supports my body Mm. how i want to trace back to when you said understanding the body and the body's signals or cravings referring to that would you say that's more like your intuitive eating can be sometimes um and how would you do that if you are intuitive eating like how do you know what your body might actually need well, it's just understanding. Like, for example, if I'm if I'm fasting, right? So I deplete my like glycogen store. So yeah. I, I really know that I'm gonna consume more carbohydrates, yeah, more protein, more fats, up. just yeah. to fill myself up um, and really understand what I need. Um, because the the society really focuses on protein, mm. but it's not the end all. We don't like need that much protein. No, not we? at all. Like, um, if you look into the healthiest and longest living people on earth, they consume least amount of protein, right? Yeah. Um, like, even look at the Central Africa, where people have the lowest cancer rates in the world, yeah. and they consume uh, a lot of plants as yeah. animal products, but they do consume a lot of plants. And, and they have the widest and, variety of well, plant exactly. sources as well, yeah. right? From yeah. what I've heard, they have um, like access to hundreds of different plants. Yeah. And I read a book called Fiber Fueled, and I think he talks about the same tribe or the same area, and they had the the most diversity in their gut bacteria. Yeah, 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 exactly. Of all of all people in the world. Yeah, yeah. Um, but listening to like, for example, um, if I'm cold, like I know, for example, I'm not gonna be um, like drinking a cold, a cold juice smoothie, or yeah. like really listening to <laughs> yeah. finer um, things so like at the moment i'm getting into soups yeah nice. um, so i'm Especially getting like coming into winter yeah, as well yeah. right yeah so it's been quite nice having that at night yeah. so like but last night we had um, potato and leek soup yeah. um it's just like trying to listen to the body because um yeah, <laughs> yeah even in chinese medicine they do talk about the the chi yeah. the the heat and the cold yeah. so some the, the damp, some foods are more cold yeah. Um, and and produce heat in the body and yeah. some some foods produce cold yeah right? yeah i've been through this yeah. over the past yeah. Yeah. couple years of really loving my smoothies my smoothie bowls yeah. but getting into winter and going for a swim in the ocean in the middle of winter yeah. coming back long hair freezing shivering because yeah. i've got no fat on me <laughs> and then making a 
smoothie bowl, frozen smoothie bowl, and sitting there yeah, and yeah, shivering, shivering, yeah. shivering <laughs> and eating the smoothie bowl. My hands are going white. Yeah. And then for the next like two to three hours, I'm like real to, tired. Yeah. My body's like, oh, I'm like, what the fuck? Man? Yeah, more and stress. Like, and I'm trying to, yeah, yeah, I'm trying to like, you know, get some warm drinks or something like that to warm myself up, but it just doesn't, like it, it takes a couple of hours yeah. for my system to warm up. Yeah. And vice versa, you know, coming into summertime when I'm trying to regulate my heat, and having a really spicy hot dish mm. and being like holy shit and being really overwhelmed really overheated and that then causing tiredness mm. as well and also yeah stress on the system yeah. right yeah so learning to navigate through the seasons and, mm. and like you say when it's cold have those warming foods add the spices in but when it's hot mm. have a bit more raw food a bit mm. more fresh food yeah you know I, I drink peppermint tea in in summertime because that cools the system down the menthol yeah. in it yeah. cools you down and actually regulates your system so yeah yeah, yeah i really love that yeah. bro yeah it's very powerful stuff yeah. cool yeah and food wise what what's your favorite food what's your favorite meal to cook i think i have to say green curry a green yeah. curry a homemade yeah. green curry or yeah like a, yeah we we lived in thailand in chiang mai for six months and uh, um i learned how to cook the green like curry properly from, yeah properly with like the kaffir lime yeah and like all yeah. the yeah the, the ginger the, yeah. the bamboo um, all, shoots or yeah. whatever yeah the shoots yeah. yeah it's so good um, but it's just something about green curry because you get that texture uh the coconut flavor yeah. you and know the greens it's warming, as well yeah. yeah and the greens and everything so yeah, we even like when we were in Thailand for the first time, we tried those round eggplants. Oh, okay. They're like a lot bitter. Yeah, yeah. But there's something about them that like I really enjoyed. Um, yeah. Just really trying authentic green curries versus yeah. um, like the westernized, you know. Of course. You know, Go to the Thai typical, food shop and get a green curry. Yeah, yeah it's kind of like <laughs> drinking pina colada. So um, I was actually making a proper pina colada when yeah. I was a bartender. Yeah. using pineapple fresh pineapple real fresh coconut, coconut um oh. raw sugar and and there's something about the real ingredients that makes the mm. the drink a lot more well, it brings all the flavors yeah. out right yeah. and they all yeah. combine rather than like pineapple juice coconut milk yeah. out of a can yeah and exactly yeah <laughs> so what, is it rum that you use in a yeah, rum, yeah. It's yeah. cheap rum yeah yeah yeah, yeah. 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 it's really just rum. finer <laughs> yeah. ingredients to, that makes it but um, yeah, that's my favorite green curry. Yeah, I would cool. say that. Yeah. Yum. Yeah. Cool. Is there anything else about your way of being or self-mastering yourself that you'd like to share that's, that's coming up for you right now? Self-mastering yeah, myself? Yeah, self-mastery. I think it's just being able to... Uh, me and my partner at the moment talk about ascension a lot. Yeah. And until the last... Until the last slave is freed in this world, we're all going to be struggling. So mm. it's all about ascending as one. So if I work on myself, I'm all good, thank you. Um, if I work on myself, then I'll be the most authentic and the most present myself, mm. right? Then I can pass on the knowledge to others who can then utilize that and ascend. So we really don't have time anymore on this planet to to muck around anymore yeah. like that's what i think and as individuals individuals yeah. yeah and i think if we look like my journey now is like if i have a lot of money i'm not gonna buy ferrari or lamborghini it's like there's no use for me to inspire people using a ferrari like yeah some people relate to that but for me it's like really 
mastering myself so I can be the most present person possible so that I can inspire others to motivate others others to be the best version of themselves Mm. because then we're not just constantly consuming we're also becoming the producers and and we can pass on the knowledge to next generation and they can protect this planet and whatever that might mean to that particular individual whether it's animals whether it's health whether it's um you know whatever that might be yeah so for me it's just working on presence and and utilizing the tools like exercise like meditation like fasting um which all lead the to basics, that basics which are essentially yeah. the basics right yeah, yeah. yeah. Because um, again, if you're not present, if you're constantly thinking about the future or the past, then you're not being the best version of yourself. And yeah. You're not enjoying the process. Um, so, and one quote that's been coming up for me all the time is knowledge. Uh, so the difference between a healer or a person who really knows their stuff is is walking the path not talking the path so walking the path is like if you look at all the healers they are the light it's like embodiment the guru is he is the guru like he doesn't need to convince you he's the guru yeah yeah. right (laughs) yeah he just is he's just (laughs) yeah Yeah, right so he walks the path he's enlightened he's it's like the buddha the buddha the christ yeah 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 Yeah, they walk there's no there's no difference between any human being they hug the the most sick and unhealthy person yeah just the same as they hug the most enlightened and wealthiest person well if you think about it me and you are no different we are consciousness yeah so you're my brother yeah so yeah, all come from the same thing right? exactly because if you think if you strip everything it's just consciousness tied into this flesh yeah so all of us are all the same people. Yeah. If we treat, if we understand that we're just consciousness, we got to treat ourselves the same way. There's no need to fight. Like yeah. there's no need to to compete. Compete, yeah. right? Because we're all ascending. Yeah. If we if we don't ascend, then we're gonna keep looping. We're gonna keep yeah. looping. Keep going this. back into the same yeah. cycles yeah. and keeping us struggling at these lower yeah. lower levels of consciousness. Essentially. Exactly. And and like Ram Das says, we've been doing this. We've been doing this over and over again. Yeah. You know, we we reincarnate, we keep coming back here yeah. and, and we keep looping because until we start to ascend... Until we go to that next realm where we understand that if we yeah. can give and we can serve others, then we can be served ourselves, right? Yeah, yeah. exactly, mm. exactly. So it's all, my practice is all about making sure that I get as present as I can yeah. during the day. Yeah, mm. yeah. Beautiful. I yeah. love that, bro. Yeah. So one question that I have as well is what's your vision like for the next five to 10 years? And if you could sum that down into a minute, how would you describe it? Oh, um, it's really hard to say because you really don't know where that life will take you (laughs) because I would never really thought that I'm going to be in Gold Coast, right? So you can't really, you can plan, but you can't really understand fully where the journey will take you. Yeah. So I'm just keep working on myself and doing the same practices over and over yeah. until something opens up, like a door opens up yeah. and I feel that this is the calling, you know, yeah. this is for me. Um, just like with me being in a leadership role, like I never ever thought in my life that I'll be managing a gym, right? <laughs> yeah. If you really think about it, like if someone asked me for my 
career and subject in school like yeah. what do you want to do i would never have said i want to be a gym manager yeah. you know so it's really trying to trust the process like this my practices are leading me towards something greater mm. um enjoying what i've got now and then later down the track then we can see where this leads like i want to be able to have my own space of course and of course, and yeah and and have that um, ability to do everything what i yeah. think is best so and like have a, a beautiful sanctuary space. yeah yeah, yeah. Um, and really trying to understand um, providing a safe space for people to come in and and move their bodies and also grow as a human being um, so that's what i'm planning to do but for now this is it this is the the practice that i have yeah this is it. yeah yeah cool yeah beautiful uh one final thing before we wrap up and without going into details of what exactly you did and the the things that you did you talked to me about some journeys that you've been on recently yeah um with some some different medicines could you uh describe or explain like some of the three like the three main takeaways that you've taken from some of these deep journeys you've been on recently Oh, that's a, yeah, <laughs> that's a huge one. Um, yeah, like some of the plant medicines, um, like the recent one that I've done is, is really changed my whole perspective about the world. Um, we were sitting near the waterfall where we really understood that everything is the same. There's no such thing as separation. So crying is actually the same as laughter. So this is the most buzziest well, realization that I've yeah. that I realized that crying is laughter and laughter is crying. Yeah. And sitting with it and understanding that everything has its opposite, but then they are all the same. It's uh like in my whole reflection I saw the trees upside down in the water and we've gone through a journey of like sitting near the water and crying and laughing at the same time. Yeah. And, um, and really like looking into everything from like fingerprints to vibration to everything and hearing things and, and listening and feeling things inside the body. Um, that was the craziest experience ever because then I was able to understand that it's the smallest thing that matters, like looking into the micro things and really trying to understand what we are, you know, vibration, light, sound, um, and then the most, I think, profound experience that I had last year was really trying to understand the quantum physics. And the, ex the experience of that was, I don't, know, I don't even know how to explain it. <laughs> I think these things sometimes are unexplainable, right? Yeah. But you know them in your body. You know the feeling and you know the experience. Well, this is an example I'll give you. <clears throat> so in my, when I was sitting and, and closing my eyes, I saw a lot of hands pop up, mm. right? A lot of hands popped up for me and I'm like, this is weird. But before we started the journey, I was using my hands. Yeah. I was using my hands and rubbing my hands, yeah, creating the heat. Energy up. Yeah. Energy up and I was G. holding it in between the cup and before I drank the cup. And then that's what I did intuitively. That's what I stuck into. And then later next day after the journey, we all held hands in the circle. And we had to basically go around the circle look into the eye, kiss the hand of the person you're holding, yeah. they kiss your hand and then they go around the circle. Everyone does that, yeah. So that was another thing. <clears throat> then during the journey, uh, there was another situation that happened with the hands. Yeah. And the whole two days, 
there was a lot of situation where the hands popped up for you yeah. for me yeah so how did i see that yeah, what was that experience what was that experience teaching that teaching me but then understanding that what is going to happen has already happened that's yeah. why it popped up in my thing yeah so that was the first experience that i ever had i think with quantum yeah because whatever is going to happen has already future, happened yeah. predicting, predicting into, into the future, future. and then that future coming back into your present reality yeah, yeah. that was the mind-blowing <clears throat> experience i even um, drew the hand on my on in my book yeah before everything happens and i was like oh why am i seeing hands Interesting. and it was just yeah, um, comes up yeah. I guess my question for you, just to finish off with, what do you think are, what, do you, what is the purpose of hands, the spiritual purpose of hands, and particularly your hands in your life? Well, the hands have different purpose, I guess, like um, whatever you want it to be, like from grabbing things, from collecting fruits off the tree to being able to create, generate heat and heal people um to carry yourself in many different ways the movement and um the purpose of the hands have different (laughs) different functions you know it's just massive it's infinite yeah (laughs) Yeah. Uh, but i guess if you look in it in a mechanical perspective it's movement if you look into the um more spiritual side of things there's a lot of um you know meditators a lot of the the buddha the mudras the positions being able vibrations vibrations like this is like concentration yeah yeah. Yeah. so different things like you know spiritual mechanical whatever that you want to healers use a lot of their hands um incredibly powerful tools yeah exactly exactly i love that yeah yeah so final note how can these people get in touch with you where you what's your online you know what's your socials yeah, didn't just share that stuff. Um, they can contact me on my socials, Power Surge Method. Yeah. Uh, Power Surge, S E R G E. Yeah. Method. Um, cool. And yeah, it's my Instagram and my TikTok or whatever. Yeah. And then they can email me at powersurgewellness at gmail.com. Cool. And yeah, or on Gold Coast if you're coming around. I'm in Upper Kumara. And yeah. You can, yeah. Epic, come and bro. see me yeah boom yeah thank you brother thank you I really appreciate it yeah. that was a fucking epic yeah. chat yeah and we're on we're done yeah. and dusted awesome let's go thanks you. brother yeah <laughs>